0: All right, what's going on, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode number three. Wow, that's pretty nice. Of the Bread and Wine Podcast, today's episode is called Becoming Like Our Teacher. You excited about this one, Seth?
1: I'm really excited about this one. I think this is uh, kind of the core tenet of basically the New Testament. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a bold statement there.
1: It's big. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so the first week, whenever we did, started with episode number one, what did we talk about? I'm drawing a mind blank now.
1: First week was Jesus Goes Thank Fishing. <laughs> that's
0: right. Oh, high quality, high quality podcast. Yeah, yep. it is. The, uh, the guys that do it forget what we were talking about, just like it is whenever you listen to a preacher and forget what they t- preach about. That's just real. How about that? Uh, yeah, so the first week, that's right. It was on um, Jesus Goes Fishing, and we talked about Jesus' call into the disciples. It wasn't a moment of high-pressure sales. It wasn't a moment of you need to convert right now. You need to you know, sign this theological statement. It was just a simple, organic,
1: <laughs> everyday life Hey, come follow me. Yeah. Come and be in my life. Uh, Come and have relationship with me and get to know me because I, Jesus is a person. So his call was come and get to know me. And so we talked about how the call is still the same. Mm -hmm. Come and get to know me. Yeah. And
0: then last week we talked about, ask the question, what does it mean to follow Jesus? So what does it mean for those disciples, those people who Jesus says, Hey, come follow me. What does it mean? And so what does that, and then of course, what does that mean for us? Yeah. Right, And you've asked this question a lot, Seth, like 2,000 years later, what does it mean for people um, right now to say, yes, I will follow Jesus because he's not physically right here. And we discussed that last week.
1: Yeah, I'd encourage you to go check that out because we we talk about a lot of interesting things there. And, um, you know, it, it's a it's we're kind of trying to follow a, a buildup scheme, a little here, progression, right? progression. So I um, would encourage you to listen to those first two episodes if you're just now tuning in.
0: Yeah. And. Just so y'all know, we are on iTunes now. I don't think we were last week, so we're officially on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, I mean Amazon Music, most of most anything out there I think that we are on. So just search bread and wine and you should be able to find us. You will see that logo of the half bald man sipping a cup of delicious wine. Right?
1: <laughs> the Viking. Yeah.
0: I love I love it. Um so this week I'm just I guess I'm gonna just just start off by reading a a quick passage of something that Jesus said to kind of open up this discussion of what does it mean to become like our teacher? And I think that that's a really interesting, and as you said, I think that it is absolutely critical, Mm -hmm. foundational for those who say they follow Jesus or those who are interested in following him. And I think it's very critical in a lot of people. I would say most people that say they follow Jesus probably may not even be aware of this.
1: That's true. Yeah, and I think this begs a question of, are you actually following Jesus, or are you trying to adhere to a certain uh, religious set of bylaws that you think get you close to God? And, wow, and not, th- not, not holding any punches today. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight out the gate, but that's legit, and uh, I think we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit today. All
0: right, so I'm going to read uh, Luke. 640 just a really really short passage jesus is telling a lot of parables um in this uh this section go back and read the whole thing i always encourage people to do that i kind of hate when people just pull a verse or two out and they take it out of kind of the context of what someone's saying you would hate it if someone did that to you unless they actually did justice to your context um but jesus says in 640 he says a disciple is not above the teacher so we're talking about what um we've talked a little bit about what it means to follow Jesus but everyone who is fully qualified or some translations say fully trained will be like their teacher and i think that's that's where we're going today to discuss what does that mean because whenever they the disciple was in a rabbi disciple relationship it really it did not mean that i think when we hear the term teacher in today's day and age we picture as someone standing in front of a classroom, us sitting on our desks or wherever we're taking notes, we're receiving information. And then they're going to test us with some kind of paper test or online test of yeah. do we, do we, do we have the information? Do we have the knowledge? But in this relationship, it was, it was a lot different than that. The goal of the disciple, as Jesus says here is to be like, Mm-hmm. their teacher, it's far more like an apprenticeship, but even deeper with the disciple rabbi relationship. Cause it's not just like, I'm teaching you a skill. I'm teaching you how to do something. It is. I'm teaching you how to become yeah, yeah. someone, someone different.
1: Yeah. And I think with Jesus's life, everything he did during those three years with his disciples Pretty much everything he did, he was trying to model for them what they should be like. Mm. And, and I think there's a very distinct difference that we want to make during this whole podcast is the difference between doing to do and doing to become. Mm. Uh, and Jesus certainly is inviting the disciples and us to not just do for the sake of appeasing God, but do to actually become mm. like him Uh, because we love him and want to be like him like we desire to be like him, not because we have to
0: yeah a great example of this is um being a giver let's just use that as a trait of god um Many of us would might hear someone have a teaching or listen to a podcast like this, and they talk about, man, we really need to to be more giving, and you get sparked and you're excited. And you're like, yeah. I mean, I've I've done this so many times, Seth. It's totally, ridiculous. Me too. And I'm like, all right. So how can I be a more giving person? And that's actually good. It's yeah. not a bad thing. And so I so I go out, and the next week maybe I buy someone's lunch or you know whatever it may be. I'm I'm in more prayer, asking God how I could give more of my finances or more of my time or whatever. And then within a week or two, it kind of fizzles out. Mm -hmm. And I'll look back six months later and go, oh, uh, someone else teaches on giving. Well, I really haven't become anything. I was just trying to do and accomplish few things or many things. But what we're talking about here is saying, I want the essence and the character of God to be so ingrained in me that I'm not just giving, that I have become the generosity of God
1: Mm.
0: as a lifestyle. Yeah. As when I'm getting coffee with somebody and I put a little extra in the tip or someone calls me and I know I've got a lot going on, but I give my time because I want to be there and be an ear for them, whatever that may be.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the reason big reason why Jesus came was to kind of destroy the idea that I'm doing things for God because I have to, uh, versus I am so in love with him. I want to become like him in, in every way possible. And Jesus really comes to expose. It's not the outward that, is what's what really matters it's the inward it's the heart yeah. behind everything you do and the outward is just a byproduct of what's happening and what's happened in the inward well, you know jesus talks about i've come to make you a new creation i give you my holy spirit he will transform you into mm-hmm. my image and so there's this there's this inward change transformation revelation that changes to where the outward just becomes a byproduct of what's happened on the inside that's really
0: good and i seth i think that that's so attractive I think there are many people that may even be listening to the podcast now that are attracted to the lifestyle of Jesus. I yeah. mean, Jesus would, we're going to read a story, but he would stop for people that no one else would stop for. He would care for people. No one else would care for mm-hmm. people were sick. He would bring healing to them. People who had had leprosy and been outcasts for years, he would touch them when he wasn't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. We look at his life and go, my God, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then we're invited into that. And so I think some people we don't recognize and what I was saying at the beginning that we are invited into that. Mm-hmm. Like that's what his desire is for us. Or we, we see that and we say that's unattainable, but we recognize that when Jesus walked with the disciples, it was a, it, they made incremental gains. Like, you know, they were becoming, he didn't, he didn't expect you to be totally transformed overnight. Everything's changed. I'm a generous person. I'm a giving person. I'm, I'm a caring person. I'm, you know, all that kind of stuff all in one night. But that, in the process of being with him, you would become like him so much. So to where people recognized his disciples later on and went, we recognize that you were, you've been with him. Yeah. There was something in their lives that they were saying, wow, you've been with that Jesus guy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And man, dude, that's what I, that's what I want to be. I want someone to know that that I've been with Jesus just by my lifestyle.
1: Yeah. And I think the difference here is you notice what Jesus does, uh, he comes to fulfill the law, right? He does it perfectly, but the ways the Pharisees—I think a lot of them have been living. i want to raise your mic up. Go ahead, here. raise it up. The ways that the Pharisees and you know a lot of the Jewish people had been living was let me refrain from doing things so so God doesn't get angry, mm. and so their their obedience, their walking out of these commands was kind of based in fear in many respects. Jesus comes to completely demolish that and say, no, what are you progressing towards? I don't want you to toe the line and, and not just not not just appease me, but what are you actually progressing towards? So, yeah, yeah you're not getting angry. Uh, maybe you want to throw that, you know, whatever it is that you got mad at. You want to throw it, and you don't throw it now. That's great. But how about not just not throwing it, but actually being kind and, and just setting it down and saying, no, this is going to be okay. And like a complete 180. The Complete opposite of what you were going to do.
0: Yeah. And that's why when Jesus does this, the sermon on the Mount, I think it really interesting pieces. He talks about these different things and he says, you know, at one point, here's an example. Don't, you know, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery, which is kind of that, that towing the line. Hey, what's the law? What is, it's like a parent with a child. Hey, what can I do? How close can I get without, you know, being in trouble? What's the law? And then Jesus goes on to say, but even if you look at a woman and lust, you've committed adultery. Yeah. And the disciples are like, whoa, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, whoa, Jesus. But then when I set, step back, I recognize it's because Jesus wanted them to become yeah. something Different and and he knew that through the power of his spirit. They were going to be able to accomplish that if they chose to do that And so not just like saying well, I don't want to go sleep with that woman or that man instead Like not even having lustful thoughts because you recognize maybe that that's his brother or sister in in you know in Jesus or whatever And like I am a transformed person and it takes time to get there Mm -hmm. It does yeah, but God's power like he was saying you should be able to do this. Like he doesn't say do it and expect us to
1: not, you know what I mean? And not
0: give us the power to actually accomplish what he says to do.
1: Yeah. And I'll even take that, you know, further in emphasis on the Sermon on the Mount. You know, Jesus says, uh, don't get mad at your enemy. Like he says, pray for your enemies. Yeah. There's a difference between not just getting mad at your enemies or not hating them. Okay. I don't hate them, but even go, what is even the extra, the opposite of that? What's even more, I want you to pray for them, and I want you to bless your enemies. Yeah. So it's even the heart to say, I don't care if you're my enemy. I love you, and I genuinely love you. I'm not just doing this because I have to because God said it. I It's a genuine heart change. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I genuinely love you no matter what. I'm going to pray and bless you no matter what.
0: So let's have this question, Seth. The person that's watching, listening, says, well, okay, that sounds awesome. So how do I practically go about doing that? Like, mm-hmm. like, what does because like I can sit there going, thinking that same thing like, wow, this sounds great, and we're all excited, man. John and Seth, you're all excited, but what can I do? Like, if today I say yes, mm-hmm. I want to become like my teacher, like my master, and like my Lord. I want to become like Jesus. What are what are steps that you are taking, to see that progression?
1: That's a great question. I was actually sharing this with somebody last night, and we were talking about anger, and they had they had a lot of anger. That would rise up in them. And, and one of the things, you know, oftentimes these things are spiritual. And so we have to, you know, rebuke those spiritual things, that those feelings that rise up in us. But one of the things I, I told them was uh, take every thought captive. Mm. So in that moment where your first thought, uh, when someone says something mean to you, is to immediately say something back, take that thought captive almost like you're a third person. Yeah, Like t- hold it in your hand. Hold that thought. My thought is I want to curse and uh, just absolutely land blast them out of here because they said that to me. Take that thought captive. Is that from God? Is that yeah. thought from God? No, no, it's not because I know in the scriptures that is not what Jesus would do. So then you take a second, take a pause, Jesus, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. Take a moment. Jesus, you would bless them. Oh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Dang it. <laughs> but here we go. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I think that's really good.
0: I, I think v- like if you're learning in kind of a new skill or trait, you ever been in a situation, Seth, where like you're maybe it's like rock climbing or maybe it's playing golf or learning to play the keyboard. You're around people who are really skilled at that. Yeah. And you go, I want to be there. First, you have to recognize you got to take a breather and recognize you are not going to be Beethoven. Yeah. Overnight. That's true. <laughs> You're not going to climb. Um, oh, what's the the big Everest? rock? And well, you can say Everest. Okay. El Capitan. El Capitan. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, it, it, overnight. But what would you do? So what would you tell somebody? I would kind of ask the question you. If, if someone wanted to learn how to to grow in this skill, this area, what would you tell them to do? Would you tell them to, I mean, I know for me personally, if I'm interested in something new, I'm going to read up, but I'm not just going to read about something. I'm going to practice it. Yeah. And so like thinking through reading scriptures, but like not just reading them to say, I checked off my three chapters today, but you're literally reading it. And maybe you read two or three verses and go, that's awesome. I stop here. Let me go do what it said Mm -hmm. and starting to read the scriptures in that way. And also doing it with intimacy with God, talking to God praying, talking to him about these things and opening up your heart to say, Jesus, I want to be fully you. I want your full character, your peace, your patience, your kindness, all these things to flow out of me. I know that overnight I'm not going to totally change, but I want to make practical steps. And if you are in, you you have to be intentional about it Yeah, and you have to be dedicated. And that's what a disciple had to be to the rabbi. You couldn't just be like, oh yeah, hey, I'm going to come chill with you once a week, rabbi. Yeah. Like you're not really going to become like someone like that. Yeah. And I, and I, that's, that's, I think a challenge that we have in America is that that's what it's become is a, we've had a once a week, let's go listen to something. Let me sort of maybe practice it. But then six days and, of not really doing a lot. And then we get back around and we kind of forget and
1: all that kind of stuff. That's true. And Hey, John, I, I've got, um, uh, let's, do you want to get real for a moment? This is get super real. I feel like I'm,
0: Always pretty real, so yeah. Let's, let's go. I, baby. I just want to
1: even get super, even more real than that. Whoa, even what? more real than what,
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude? That was a, a cackler, and I literally
1: threw my head back.
0: That's good. I was so tickled by that.
1: Okay, so what I want to get real about is what, what are some things that you and I have struggled with mm. as, as it pertains to becoming like Jesus that that we had to kind of bear our cross on and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to do this really bad, but I'm going to become like Jesus. Now, is there, is there a specific thing that's on your mind or heart right now that you would want to share with everybody? I think, that sure. Would be I'm helpful. good. Yeah. yeah. I'm,
0: I'm I, can, I, I can just share something that I'm still working on yeah. and I wouldn't say that I've, and I think that that is slowing down and being there for people. Um, my life can be pretty busy. I think most of y'all could relate to that, that, that you work jobs. I have three children at home. I have great friends like Seth. I have a lot of people pulling at me from a lot of different directions. Um, and I've allowed that a lot of times in my life and still do to not be intentional about listening to God and, and slowing down when I need to slow down. So give an example, like maybe I'm at the gym practically and I'm working out with Seth and I start to have a conversation with somebody and I, you know, I'm also honestly sensing this is from the Lord. Like, but then I feel like my mind begins to wonder like, Oh man, I got to get out of here by this time. I got to do this. I've got this going on. I got that going on. There'll always be a little bit of that because there are things to do, but then I'm not present in that situation. And then I can also struggle with, following up like if the yeah. Lord's like like it's not just about uh, I'm, I'm gonna just cast this out here that I this little pet peeve of mine I, I I planted a seed you know we say that all the time and it basically means that was easy to do I don't really want to follow up with anyone <laughs> <laughs> there's some truth to the planting uh, the seed thing yeah but like I think oftentimes it's an excuse not to do anything else uh that's talk true. about truth bombs but but I but that, that, that's that, that's something that I've struggled with and I continue to um struggle with that of, of really taking the time to pour into people into my life. Cause I'm doing it to so many people, but when the Lord brings someone new or something, I almost feel like, Oh gosh, here we go again. Mm, do yeah. I, I don't know. Do I have time for this? Blah, blah, blah. And if the Holy spirits, and, and, I, and I know I've messed up situations where the Lord wanted me to do more. And I've just been like, mm, I got too much
1: going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll share one too. That's really good. John. Um, I, I used to be a really big people pleaser. And uh, it kind of dominated my life, to be honest. I, I wanted yeah, to be, too. especially in elementary school, especially, uh, I kind of started to progress towards becoming like Jesus in high school, and i progressed even further now, but I'm still on that progression train. You know, it's still, it's still a struggle sometimes. But uh, I think I, I used to be controlled by what people thought of me, and, you know, what what people thought of me dictated my whole life. And it made me fearful that if I messed up or – wasn't what i wanted to appear as to someone that it would somehow damage me or ruin my life Mm -hmm. and and that dominated me um but jesus was not like that and the more i got to reading the scriptures the more i got to sit with him and be with him and talk with him the more he began to give me validation the more he began to give me identity and tell me who I genuinely was. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the more I progressed in understanding who I was and who he made me to be and what my character was, my personality, and, and I became firm and confident in that because it was what he told me, Yeah. the less and less I began to fear people. Yeah. Um, and, and the less and less I began to live my life just to please someone else. And I began to listen to what he wanted me to do. Uh, And so now I I believe more than ever, he dictates my decisions and my thought life and my choices more than any man or person. That's good. And and I love being in that place. And it's such a beautiful place. And I'm not all the way there yet, but I'm progressing towards it. And I want to be like Jesus in that way.
0: That's been a struggle in my life. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Um, Another area, just really quick, is we mentioned giving, I try to be a generous giver but have I become a giver? Mm. And I asked myself yeah. that because like, and that means like, listen, like it's, it is, it's easy to give money once a week to a church. I mean, it can be, um, can be hard for some, uh, give w- money once a week to a church, have a few missionaries that I'm supporting, right? Do different things like that. But when I'm grabbing coffee with someone, and it doesn't mean that you have to pay for everything all the time, right? right. Like it, that's not, that's probably not healthy if, if you're always doing that. But, um, when you feel that prompt, like just, just do it right. Like, or if you feel that call, Hey, you want to go out to lunch. I'm, I'm buying like becoming someone that is just a generous person yeah. regularly with their life and isn't always penny pension and counting those, you mm-hmm. know, counting that. And I really feel like God wants me to become even more of that type of a person. And I think that I've, I'm, I'm getting there, Yeah, you know, I'm getting there, but my, my, my personality, like I, I tend to be conservative with my finances a little bit. And so I think God continues to stretch me in that area. And, um, I think seen a tremendous amount of growth, but I want to see even more.
1: Yeah. And I think going back to that generosity thing, that's something I've been working on too. And understanding that generosity is not just with my finances. Absolutely. It is with my ent- entire life,
0: time, everything,
1: time commitments. My, the way that I speak to people, is it generous? Is it gentle? Is it life giving? Um, am I becoming like Jesus in a way that I give myself mm-hmm. to others all the time? I, I'm genuinely letting you into myself.
0: Are you giving away what you're receiving from God? Mm, yeah. That, I think a lot of times that, that's, a, that's a place where we're almost like a dam that gets stopped up. It's, like it's we, true. We receive, we're like gluttons. Like we receive, we receive, we receive, we receive, and God's teaching us things, and we're getting all this great stuff, but we're not actually being generous and giving that away to other people. Maybe yeah. it's because we're not confident in ourselves or all these different things, <laughs> but the reality is, is we're not, we're not, we're not being generous when we're not doing that. John,
1: I'm, I might step on some toes right here with what I'm about to say. Game on baby. Um, Did Jesus, was he a glory hound? And what I mean by that, did Jesus go to all these different preachers and sermons and pastors and teachers <laughs> And all these, you know, get all these different things and, and try to, you know, hear the best revelation from the best teachers ever. No. What did he do? <laughs> <laughs> he would go into a, a quiet place or he would go up to the mountains by himself and receive revelation from, directly from God. And I think some of you need to hear this right now. Uh, that maybe you don't need to pull up another sermon. Maybe you don't need to pull up or, or go mm-hmm. to another church to hear another revelation from someone else. Maybe you maybe you need to turn this podcast off right now. Need to turn this podcast <laughs> off. Seriously, turn it off and go and get revelation from God yep. in his word in prayer. That is where the best revelation is. Yep. And you can get revelation from other people and it blesses you and it's amazing. But if you don't have both, man, yep. you're missing out.
0: And then give away. Do what he tells you to do. Yeah. Like that's another piece. Like there's so many, and I've I've struggled with, I've done that in the past where it's like, I'm receiving, I'm receiving, I'm receiving God speaking to me. God speaking to me. If God is speaking to you and you're actually hearing him, he is going to tell you to do something. (laughs) Don't come tell me that God's speaking to you and all it is, is glory for you. (laughs) I just, (laughs) let's just read the scriptures and let's see when Jesus speaks. Yes. There are things that we need to receive and that God wants to give, but look at the way he treats his disciples. You know, Hey, I'm going to send you ahead of me. Like I've got a job for you to do. Go do it. You know, anyways, let's, uh, we're about done with our 30 minutes here. Do you want to read real quickly that, that story of Zacchaeus that you had on your heart? Yeah. Just to give us a a practical example of becoming like Jesus and what his character was like.
1: Yeah. Let's read this story. Uh, It's in Luke chapter 19. So I'm starting in verse one. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able to because of the crowd, since he was a short man. So, running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, since he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house. So, he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain, He's gone to stay with the sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, "Look, I'll give half of my possessions to the okay. poor, Lord. And if I've exhorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much." Jesus said, "Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost."
0: Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I was
1: just I was hesitating for a second. I thought you might be. Ready to roll. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to pick right up. Yeah, I'm ready to <laughs> roll. So there's a couple things in this story. Who's on first, <laughs> There's a couple things in the story that I want to mention. Uh, number one, Jesus is generous with his time here. Yeah. And he takes notice of a man pursuing him
0: dude. Jesus has crowds following him. Yeah.
1: He's like, like you think you're busy? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> this guy's
0: got crowds following him. He's teaching disciples. He's got yeah. things going on. And I just wanted to point that out because it's so easy to be like, Oh, I don't have enough time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus was so in tune with the father that he knew exactly who the father was drawing and working on. And he takes notice of that and he stops and he calls this man to come down and this generosity. This generous act from Jesus actually is so penetrating to this man, Zacchaeus. So amazing it is that Jesus would stop and talk to him, a sinner of sinners who have extrapolated and, and stolen from all these people. Zacchaeus is amazed that Jesus wants to come to his house, that Jesus wants to give of his time, that Jesus wants to give of his uh, what people would think about him, I can't believe you're going to hang out with the sinner. Jesus is giving up himself so much. So that Zacchaeus not only says I'm going to stop stealing, but I'm going to give back four times as much to the people I stole from. Incredible. It's amazing. It's, it is amazing.
0: It's just, it's amazing what stopping can do for somebody. Yeah. Everyone goes through like people are busy, man oftentimes people are stunned when you're willing to just stop and to be present with them. Yeah. Like I'm like seriously, like asking a coworker that, Hey, would you like to go to lunch? You know, maybe someone like maybe you have your lunch crowd, but maybe someone that's being overlooked. Yeah. Maybe someone that's a little ostracized. Maybe someone that's a little weird. Mm -hmm. I'm just being real. And is God saying, why don't you stop for that? Per- it could mean the world to that person. Yeah. But we know, I mean, let's get real. There's people that are killing themselves. Depression is at an all-time mm-hmm. high. We're talk- we've are we seen all kinds of craziness take place. COVID has amplified it, you know, and amplified the depression, the isolation, and all these things. You don't know that just that one caring for someone and stopping, what it actually might do for their life. It could make a tremendous impact. And then as Seth said, like, I mean then thinking also through, like, he stopped for the person that no one liked. Yeah. No one no one wanted to touch a tax collector. No one wanted to touch a chief tax collector. Because old Zacchaeus probably just got done ripping off my mama. (laughs) I'm serious, bro. I mean I would Sorry, I can't use some of the language I want to use. I'd be frustrated. <laughs> I mean, I'd be angry probably. Take every thought captive. And then Jesus goes, yeah. And then Jesus like stops for that person. Like, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah. Like, I bet the religious like leaders of the day, and I know they were, were in yeah. an uproar. So are you, like, are who are we becoming a person that will stop for that person, man? That is yeah. a jerk. Yeah. I'm just Amen. being real. Amen. That 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 uh, that no one else is stopping for, and maybe maybe they're a jerk, because no one cares to stop. Mm-hmm. No one cares to be with them. Maybe they were raised in a, in an awful family situation. Maybe you know they got an attitude as a young person, and they were ostracized all through school, and they've been ostracized through through their whole life, yeah. and they're just looking for someone to stop and to actually care for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, that's Jesus. And they're looking at you. Yeah, they're looking at you, Christian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going to your our Christian clubs at lunch, and not spending time to. Uh, all right, that's that's good.
1: That's good. Wait, <laughs> I, I, I want to I'm more ready to go, baby. Let's go. I want to share. I'm talking. One more thing and I'm talking keys. to
0: myself. I'm not. I'm not standing up here. I just want you to know that. Going like I'm telling myself, John, get off your, uh, sorry, behind, and do the same. Yeah. I'm not fr- I'm not on my high horse telling you not. No, I'm telling me.
1: Am I doing this? Yeah. Dang it. One thing about Zacchaeus uh, before we go, Zacchaeus in this story, he becomes like his teacher. Mm. Uh, as we see, he doesn't just say, "I'm gonna stop, uh, I'm gonna stop stealing from people." He yeah. goes the extra mile, as Jesus preached in Matthew five and six and seven. He goes the extra mile, says, "I'm going to be even doubly generous yeah. from, than from what of I stole from them." And this is truly the heart of God. Notice Jesus didn't say to do that. Mm -hmm. He didn't say you need to do this. He didn't say you need to say the sinner's prayer and you need to go give everybody their money back. This happened because Jesus loved Zacchaeus so much that Zacchaeus wanted to do this. His heart, in that moment, his heart changed. And because his heart changed, so did his actions. So much so that Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you you have just been following religious rules and uh, just ideas because you've heard them from a pastor or someone else or, or maybe you've even heard them, read them in the Bible, this is what I'm supposed to do to appease God. I want to encourage you, That is that is just not what God mm. has for your life. He has so much deeper meaning for you. That to obey him is to love him, is to become like him, is to have that heart desire to become who yeah. you were made to be. And that is God's calling for your life.
0: Fire. Fire, fire emoji. Fire, 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 emoji. fire. No, it's really great. I just, man, I love that stuff. I wanted to, before as we end here, I'll remind everyone again that we are on iTunes and all that stuff. And I just wanted to give a shout out to B Will, 2424 who gave us a nice little rating. I just, if you're listening right now, I just wanted to tell you thank you. Thank Thank you you very much. Anyone else out there that's listening, if you would go on iTunes or whatever you're listening to it and give us a rating, that would be so helpful to us and help to get the word out um, even more. But thank you. Thank you to everyone out there that's listening. It's a big encouragement to us. Bless you guys. Thank you. All right, so that is the end of episode number three, Becoming Like Our Teacher. We will see you all next time.